0: Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of The Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go.
1: America's Small Business Conversation
0: is on... The air.
1: It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This This
0: is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host... Pat Miller, The Idea Coach. You found it, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, The Idea Coach. On today's show, we have a bunch of different topics, but they're all around saving you time and money in your small business. And we can get into this zone when we take a breath and step back and we raise our eyes to the horizon and we think about what could be, What would happen if I had two extra days every week to work? How much more productive would you be? And I'm not talking about working on the weekends. I'm talking about adding the right help to your small business. We are going to talk with Hayden Orm about adding an executive assistant so you can operate as the CEO not the doer of things. If you're a course creator, we're going to talk about raising your prices from $99 to $99,000. Our guest, April Beach, will teach us how. And then we're going to go through the seven stages of AI. Have you thought about using AI in your small business? Little bit overwhelmed Well, the Idea Collective small business community, we're doing an entire challenge week starting tomorrow. And I've been explaining how some of the stuff works. And there is a very clear pattern with people when you explain what's going on with AI. It's almost exactly the same seven steps of AI with the way that people react. Uh, It's fun. And we'll do that later in the show as well. But let's start with a question that I was asked. I was asked, Pat, how can I manage my remote team better? Because if you're like me, you have some virtual assistants. You have some online business managers. You might have a contractor that lives in where it doesn't matter. You just have people that help you do your thing, but they don't live in your town. Or more importantly, they don't work in your office. And there are a few things that I've learned as I've managed and helped remote workers get my stuff done that I thought would be worth a conversation. So four big tips to give you to manage your remote team better. The first one is to find a common task list, a place where all of the things that must be done live. Now, my online business manager is named Susie Moon from Susie Moon Consulting. She's the best. You can use her if you want, but you can't take her away from me because my entire thing would plummet if I didn't have Susie. But Susie and her team, they use Asana. So it's basically finding a project planner that everyone can agree on. Asana, Basecamp, Trello, whatever feels good to you and your team. But you need a place where all of the things that must be done live. Because if you use one to-do list and they use a different to-do list and their contractors use a different to-do list, no one will ever know what's important. You'll miss deadlines and not everyone will be on the same page. So when you add outside support, step one is to get on a shared project and task planner. We use Asana. You can use whatever you like. The second thing, and this is something Susie taught me, get out of email. Get out of email. Email is junked up with the stuff you ask your team to do, along with newsletters, along with replies, along with emails other people sent you. It can get clouded really quickly, and it's very easy to miss an email or to misinterpret the urgency from an email or to overlook it or, oh, it got caught in spam. Email is a terrible way to communicate with your contracting team. Docs get lost needless back and forth, it can be too long and too formal. You're trying to keep it simple so they know exactly what to do, exactly when you need it, and everyone can move on. So I would recommend Slack. That's what we use. But it could be Discord. It could be other ways that you're using uh, online chat with people. But find a different way to communicate with them outside of email. If you're just joining us, we're talking about how to better manage your remote Contractors and employees. Step one was find a project planner that you can use like Asana or Trello. Step two is get out of email. Step three, and this is another thing Susie Moon taught me. God bless Susie Moon. Find a way to voice chat with your team. We use Voxer. Voxer is like a walkie talkie. I press the button and I say, Hey, Susie Moon, you doing the thing? And she'll text back, Yep, doing the thing. Done. No formality of email. You can extract the emotion from someone's voice. Because if I sent someone a written message that said, hey, Susie, can you call the client back? Because I think they need to hear from us. It's important. Or she gets a voice message from me that says, Susie, I need you to call the client back. They need to hear from us. It's important. Your team knows, like all of that added emotion means, oh my gosh, this is important, I need to do it right away. So get a voice messenger, Voxer is what we use and it's fantastic, but you could also use Marco Polo, you could use a bunch of WhatsApp, you could use a bunch of different services to do that voice texting back and forth. And then the fourth thing that I recommend, and this is something that we got turned on to late in the game, but it really matters. Because your team, to operate your business effectively, they need to be able to operate as you on all the different platforms that you have. And one thing that really slowed us down would be accounts and passwords. So we started using a password manager. We use LastPass. But there are a million password managers. The reason why I like LastPass is that I can share my credentials with them, but they can't see the password. So that way I can say, hey, here's my Zoom account, and they can log in, but they never see the password. That way I can continue to update my passwords. If I end working with that contractor, I just got to go in and change my password in LastPass and everybody's cut off. I can go in and revoke access from someone if I change contractors. It has hurried up our process. Now, there's one thing about passwords and accounts that we still haven't figured out. And if you have a solution to this, please hit me up at patmillershow.com. But every time someone new logs into your thing, oh, let's send a text notification to make sure it's you. Oh, my God, it's me. Stop. So about once or twice a week, I need to give people the text confirmation code when they log into my software. But all of this is about trying to recreate Having people in the same room with you. When you have a shared project planner like Asana or Trello, everyone is working on the same task list. That way your stuff doesn't get lost. When you get out of email and you start using Slack or Discord, then again, your requests, your follow-ups, your deadlines, none of that is lost. The only thing that's on that Slack channel would be conversation about that thing. Like, don't go into your Slack and say, oh, my gosh, did you see the basketball game last night? Waka waka. Like, that doesn't help that particular channel get better. It distracts and clouds everything. Then the voice messaging. I really love the voice messaging because it makes me feel like Susie and I and all of her team members are in the same room. I can just click the button and say, hey, did you do the thing? Yes, I did the thing. And when you do that, it is kind of eerie, actually. It feels like you are in the same room and you're just yelling over the cubicle. It really clarifies the communication. And then adding LastPass or other tools like that, it just makes everybody move faster. If you have a remote team, you want them to operate just like they're in the room with you. And if you have clear, clear, methods and clear and easy ways to communicate what must be done, you would be shocked how much you can get out of a great team when you communicate with them effectively. Let's talk more about having a remote team. What if one conversation and one contract could give you back 8 hours a week, 16 hours a week, How much more money could you be making if you had that kind of time back in your schedule? That is possible if you add an executive assistant, someone in your email to go through all the spam, someone to set your calendar, someone just to get back to people, someone who stands virtually outside your door calling balls and strikes for your schedule. More productivity, more effectiveness with an EA. We're going to talk with Hayden Orm about how to set it up next on The Pat Miller Show.
1: America's small business conversation continues next
0: on The Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting.
2: Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency, and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com and let you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. Act now. Krista at
3: com.
1: Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues
0: on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation, and our job is to help you grow, help you reach new heights in your business. But if you remember the Idea Collective, maybe you've heard the phrase, don't grow it alone, because we can only do so much by ourselves. And there comes a point where we have to start thinking about adding people to our team. For many small business owners, that means remote support as that first step to fuel business growth. So if you've thought about it and wondered, how does that work? And when can I get some of that free time and extra money that people promise? We're going to help you out right now because we're bringing in an expert. Hayden Orm is the founder and CEO strategist of Handled by Hayden and Company. Hayden, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today?
4: Thanks for having me, Pat. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm great.
0: I need your help big time. And we need your help big time because I think we're just working too hard. How much extra are we working? How many hours a week are we spending doing stuff that we could and should be delegating?
4: That's a great question, Pat. Really, it's very simple. The statistics show that entrepreneurs and leaders in general are spending on average 16 hours per week on administrative and operational tasks that are not helping them grow their business, right? They're working in it. They're buried in it. And so that's about
0: two working days a week. Do people realize that when you shine the light on that statistic with potential clients and partners, do they go, yeah, that sounds about right? Or is that a mind-blowing statistic for them?
4: A little of both, to be honest. (laughs) I think that people get really accustomed to being in that Uh, kind of chronic overwhelm, chronic burnout. But when you break it down like that and people step back and think, gosh, what if I had two business days a week back to do what I do best? What could be possible? And it's, it's really incredible what can happen when you have the time to operate, not just in your zone of genius, but in a zone of joy and satisfaction as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds really nice. That'd be nice. I'd like that. So (laughs) when people say, okay, great, Hayden, that sounds awesome, but I'm broke. I can't afford it. Uh, How do you overcome some of the objections that people give you? Because everyone can see the opportunity, but not everyone can see the value of the new expenditure.
4: So I really like to approach it two different ways. So there's the emotional component. There's some fear and vulnerability around bringing someone into your business to help you and have access to everything, right? And then the statistical side, right, the number side, the facts, I had a call with someone the other day and, and she was concerned about the finances. And so I said, well, let's, let's break it down. Let's, you know, get out of our calculators and take a look. What is your annual revenue? Well, she said, ballpark around 300,000 a year. The average person works about 2,000 hours a year plus or minus, but we're just working on averages here. So that broke down to her making about $150 an hour. So I said to her, well, you're a very expensive executive assistant. So what if you were to take 16 hours a week, or even honestly, because someone who is so good and so experienced at what they do at the executive assistant level, they're going to be far more efficient than someone who's not experienced in that field and is doing things kind of clunking along. So what if you were to take even 10 hours a week, eight hours a week, pay half of your hourly rate to a seasoned executive assistant and have that person really shine and deliver things for you and start turning things over and you have all that time back. You've got two days a week back to do what you do best and what you love. Think of the possibilities. They're endless. Not only do you have greater peace of mind you're getting more things done, you're scaling your business, you have time for revenue generating activities, your client experience is going to elevate because responsiveness time is cut down. It's good to have an assistant to be your strategic business partner.
0: You forgot one big primary benefit and that's golf. Right. We can get more golf in, uh, he's, which is something.
4: like he's not like my boyfriend. He's all about golf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got to have that this in. Real. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Hayden Orm. Uh, she's the founder and CEO strategist of Handled by Hayden and Company. And we're talking about bringing on remote support. We should all have it because odds are you're working way too hard. If you get someone to the idea of, OK, I'm going to bring someone in. How do you make the first right hire? What do you want to put on the team first to help propel the business forward?
4: First and foremost, always an executive assistant. That is the backbone of the company to truly, truly be the leader you not only want to be, but need to be for your company, for your clients, for your team. You need to have an executive assistant in place. And that is some, that was the first hire I made I brought in an assistant, even when I, I had one client and I was do, you know building my business from the ground up. I brought in an assistant because I know the value. I've been an executive assistant. I've supported CEOs. I ran the office of the CEO of a Fortune Five company, the highest paid CEO in the U.S. He There's no way he could have been, you know, half as successful without not just me but a team of people, right? At that level, the CEO needs to do what they do best represent the company grow the company they're not he's not booking his travel he's not rearranging things on his calendar he's not managing expenses he's not planning events so it's also about the holistic success that's a term i love to use because it's not just all about the money while that's very important and we're all here to make money you really need to think about how am i going to structure my business to support the life I wanna live instead of the other way around. Having an executive assistant is critical because you can rely on them to take care of everything. Full access to your inbox, inbox management, calendar management, writing up SOPs, responding to clients, taking calls. I mean, there's really no limit to what they can do that's truly a strategic business partner and someone upon whom you can rely fully and have the utmost trust in.
0: So when you get someone like that on board, I want you to tell us a story. Think of a client that you did this for. I want some results. I want an example. What's the kind of an effect that this move can make for a small business owner that adds someone like this to the team?
4: We have a client who came to us uh, maybe a little over a year ago, and she was running a successful company. She's been running the company for 20 years. But she said, I have tried a couple virtual assistants that didn't really work. Um, I'm really getting ready to take my company to the next level. I want to sell my company probably in five to eight years and retire early. So that's the goal. So we brought in, uh, you know, I, I provide consulting, strategy consulting, and then our executive assistant assigned to her, provided her with full support. Her, she had an offer to buy her company nine months after starting to work with us because her numbers skyrocketed. She was able to do more of what she does best and what she loves. She could grow the company. And the buyers actually said, We're going to buy, they made an offer to purchase with the caveat that the support structure stays in place because they saw (laughs) how successful it made her business.
0: That is the ultimate mic drop. If you're working way too hard, you know that you need help from remote support. Uh, Hopefully this conversation helped you. Hayden Orm, founder and CEO strategist for Handled by Hayden and Company. What a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thanks for having me, Pat. Creating a course and selling it for $99, that's been done. What about creating a course and selling it for 99,000? We'll talk with April Beach on just how to do that next on the Pat Miller Show.
1: America's
3: small business conversation continues next
0: on the Pat Miller Show.
3: Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team, you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com.
5: Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414 Three one zero seventy six eighty nine. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted sidekick.
1: Now, America's small business conversation
0: continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation. And so many of us are out there creating courses and selling our knowledge. And when we look around at all of our competitors, it seems like that $99 price point feels like a place where people will buy your stuff. But you got to sell a lot of $99 packages to make any money. What if you could sell that same course for $99,000? Now you're talking. Let's welcome into the show someone that can help us do that. April Beach. She's a business mentor to experts, coaches and consultants. She also founded the Sweet Life Company. April, it is great to see you. Thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. So can we talk about this $99,000 course thing? That sounds pretty exciting.
6: Right, right. It's where it's not too good to be true. Thank you so much for having me, Pat you know entrepreneurs work so hard to develop their courses and their trainings and we always talk about that especially coaches and consultants in the first two or three years that actually are probably experts in what they do they probably came from corporate they know exactly how to teach their area of genius but then they turn around and they're just struggling and like crawling through the sand to try to sell these courses for 99 or 999 and you are right it is no fun selling one to one and in uh, <laughs> struggling, struggling your way there. So we get to talk about a very best kept hidden secret on how we can we can help coaches and consultants do that today. <laughs>
0: Now, I don't doubt that you're really good, but I don't know how we can go from $99 to $99,000. There must be a technique or a strategy to take us there because this is not one of those situations where believe in yourself and raise the price. Like you've got a plan, <laughs> don't you?
6: we do have a plan although yes there's a lot of believing yourself there is a lot of mindset that goes into business growth but i am a business strategist so we love giving you guys the step by steps of exactly how to execute things no matter what kind of mood you are in today so when we talk about building an offer building a course building a program we talk about the model right first we build the offer and we say okay is it a course is it a membership is it an mrr is it hyper program design is it a mastermind there are a bunch of different ways that we can model how we deliver an offer and we know them we hear about them all the time and probably many of your listeners have tried a lot of them but how we take a 99 dollar value course and sell it for 99000 is through a model called licensing and licensing is when we technically rent your course your program your training your intellectual property your processes your genius your method and your framework to other entrepreneurs, organizations, or corporations. And that is the model that we take. We could just end the show right here. You go, we're gonna license (laughs) it, here you go. We go from 99 selling it as a course to an individual, and now we're selling it once, but it's being distributed to hundreds or thousands of people on your behalf. That is the secret weapon.
0: All right, that is an incredible secret weapon. And if you're a content creator, you're thinking, Yes, please. What are the types of content that we would consider for a license course or a licensed product like this
6: right so there are three types of content that companies literally line up to license and they go financially from you know bottom to top so starting at the bottom any sort of content that can fill any sort of distribution channel so if you guys are writers if you are um, you know video creators you've created the greatest tips on one two three maybe you aren't using these videos anymore how many of you have created content that you actually haven't ever truly distributed very well those type of things that can fill other companies distribution channels and your areas of expertise is number one way that businesses you know are looking for grabbing content and putting it into their social media or their newsletter. The second way are assets. Assets are what we can plug into their existing program. So if you have a course on how to be great on video or how to be a confident speaker, what programs out there reach that same audience with the same overall objective, but they're missing your one like golden key that could complement their program. So we wanna look for programs that are missing your secret sauce and your secret sauce can make it like the perfect recipe. And you're gonna get paid more for that. And then the top way that we love working with entrepreneurs and what is what I call completes. It's where we take your complete program, your complete course, your complete train the trainer, whatever it is, and we actually license it as a complete to organizations, other companies, and, and even entrepreneurs. One of the things I love to say to people is, this is how we take businesses from B to C to B to B, and this is how we can also turn your competition into your clients. So it's really powerful all the way across the board.
0: Those three different types of content all seem like a path to really double dipping in a way. You've already created the content. Now you have a way to get paid even more for it. Who's the right type of creator that fills these slots? Can anyone do this Mm -hmm. or is it a certain type of person that you're looking for?
6: Right, so I will say anybody can do this, but our rule of thumb is you need to truly be an established wellness expert. If we say not wellness, meaning health, but you need to do a very, very good job at your area of expertise. And your program has to be engineered by what we call transformational program design, meaning you can't just take an outline, build a program, throw in a bunch of content, call it a course, and turn it around to license. You have to be good at what you do, and your programs have to be proven to have given other people results. We don't take something that hasn't been created yet, exactly like you said, we take established courses and established programs and established content and we help coaches scale that because we know the content works. We know the coach is great at getting people results and we just need to package it up into a different business model. So we really don't want anybody going into this that really doesn't know what they're doing So once you guys are really good at what you do and you are confident in your ability to give people transformational results, that's when we can start the conversations of licensing your IP to somebody else.
0: We're talking with April Beach, who's a business mentor to experts, coaches, and consultants for the Sweet Life Company. And we're talking about how to take your intellectual property and get it licensed to make big dollars. You talked about people Uh, being really good at what they do, already having an established track record of transformation, having a properly constructed course. If someone's listening to this right now, are they the creator that's so busy they can't keep up they've got proof of concept and now they need more opportunity even though they don't have as much time as they used to is that the right person
6: yeah yeah that's exactly the right person so you know as you know when we talk about growth versus scaling this is straight scale we aren't increasing our work but we are increasing our revenue we're increasing our reach we're increasing the amount of people that can you know we can get our teaching our training in front of so that really is the perfect uh, entrepreneur listening right now. If you have an established business and you want to bridge over, you want to start making more money, you want to actually in the future start extracting yourself from so much of maybe the one-to-one or the hands-on and the B2C side, and you're looking to level up your business model, then licensing is a perfect opportunity for you. There is a path to do this. We don't just you know, throw it out there and say good luck. There is a path (laughs) to take a look at what you currently have. And let me give you guys one important key as you were you know, processing this those of you that really truly do want to move up into thought leadership in your space, that you can actually even sell more of your B2C offers while we move over as a B2B, because through licensing, people are thinking, oh my gosh, wow, look at how great this person is. They're so great that, you know, this entire corporation wanted this program from them. So it levels you up, and it actually even still continues to increase sales in the B2C side if you want to stay there, but it also helps us to build that that build that build B2B bridge so we can start extracting you in the next year, the next couple years, whatever your personal goal is as a CEO and licensing is a great way to think about doing that.
0: Thinking about this as an exit plan is really inspired because that person that we're talking about, that's really good at what they're doing and they're really busy. They may be at the crossroads of, do I have to hire people to become Pat Miller coaches and have to employ a bunch of people? Or what if I just want mailbox money? Is that what this turns into is just mailbox money after you license it?
6: Yeah, I've, I've licensed eight courses of mine since 2009, and literally companies line up, they license them from me one month a year, they go on sale, I release the licenses, I release the contracts, and, and I don't look at it again for 12 months.
0: All right, now hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> when the money comes in the mailbox, how good does that feel? Because that has uh... to be magical.
6: Well, it feels really good. Honestly, I thought it was too good to be true because when I first started doing this, I had three little kids and, you know, this coaching business I was working so hard at. And all of a sudden I looked at this and go, wait, 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 what? Somebody paid me this amount of money for these same courses that I've been like struggling to get in front of audiences to sell. And it was really mind blowing. And it did seem like it was too good to be true. But once I got into it and I realized how valuable my content was to another organization and to another company, then I realized it's really really the perfect win-win for everybody.
0: This is a killer idea. This is something that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, licensing your content. Absolutely genius. April Beach Business Mentor to Experts Coaches and Consultants from the Sweet Life Company. Thank you so much for joining us in the Pat Miller show.
6: It's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks Pat.
0: Great conversation that definitely made money for those of you that are creating courses. Thanks again April for coming on the show. Coming up in the Idea Collective small business community, we are going to do an entire week focused on how to install AI into your business to save time and money. It is an incredible opportunity right now for small business owners. And I've been talking a lot about it. And there's a pattern of how people react with the opportunity. I'll walk you through the seven stages of AI next on the pat
5: miller show
1: america's small business conversation continues next
5: on the pat miller show you have a brand your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate as a business owner you keep up with the trends so what's hot these days it's live events owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field that's where bankable events comes into play bankable events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events with more than 4,000 live events under their belt they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits the minute you partner with bankable events they'll start creating a customer Customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303 550 1123 or head to BankableEvents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's BankableEvents.com.
1: Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on the Pat
0: Miller Show. Welcome back to America's Small Business Conversation. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. And inside the Idea Collective small business community, we're doing something really fun starting tomorrow. We are going to save our members time and money. How are we going to do that? In fact, I guarantee we're going to save our members time and money, and I'm extremely confident about that. How are we going to do that? If you join us, you're going to save time and money. How are we going to do that? Curious? We're going to do a week-long challenge on AI in your small business. We are going to talk about how to use the tools that are out there and install them into your business so you can move faster and you can make a bigger impact. So if you've been paying attention at all, you know that AI is the topic du jour in the influencer small business space. Everybody's talking about it. But a funny thing happens when everybody's talking about something, but you haven't jumped on it yet. One or two things can happen. Actually, three. You can feel really overwhelmed and feel like you have to catch up. You can jump in and start using the stuff ineffectively. Or, this is something that happens to me, it's kind of a toxic trait, you can ignore it and get kind of frustrated by it. Oh, that stuff is stupid, right? You can kind of just push it away, like everyone's talking about it, I don't want to talk about it. But you don't want to do that, because the tools that are coming out with AI are really spectacular. So I've been out sharing what's going on with people for the last couple of weeks to get ready for the challenge week. And as I do it, there are seven clear stages of people accepting AI. And it turned into the seven stages of learning about AI. I thought it was fun. So I thought I would share it with you and uh, see where you are on these seven stages because everybody is someplace and (laughs) I found it funny. So the first thing that happens when people hear about AI, almost everybody avoids it, avoids it. Oh, you know, that AI stuff. I don't need that. What AI? No, I don't want that stuff. Oh, that's just another fad. You know, all of those things you've heard people say online, they really are avoiding what's going on. So after avoiding everything, and they might see one use case, then they'll start getting skeptical. That's stage two. Skeptical means like, Well, that, I don't know. That's too good to be true. That wouldn't work for me. That's not as good as what I could do. It'll never be as good as my team. You know, those kinds of things. So when they hear about it first, they'll avoid it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Then they'll get skeptical. Not as good as me. People are going to change the world. Gosh darn it. Dag nabbit. Like that kind of vibe. Then the third thing that they move into is they move into this stage of wonder. And that's where things start to get fun. When I show people Chat GPT for the first time, their eyes go, Whoa? Like, how did it do that? Their eyes get big and almost like a little kid on the Ferris wheel do it again, do it again. They start to wonder about how did it do that like they saw a magic trick like they saw a magician pull a rabbit out of a hat and to be fair it kind of is rabbity it is kind of magical when you see ai do its thing for the very first time so they go from avoiding it to skepticism to wonder and then they get into curiosity because they say something like hey um Ask chat GPT a thing that would help their business. You know, maybe, you know, ask it if it could do this. And then when it does something that makes them see the light of, oh, and the light bulb is starting to flash and they realize all the time and all the money they could be saving, if they were using just ChatGPT, let alone all of the other AI tools that are out there, they really start to get their wheels turning. We're talking about the seven stages of accepting AI. Avoidance, skepticism, wonder, then curiosity, then it gets into experimentation. Then they want to start using the tools. The experimentation starts to take the place of their day-to-day systems, starts to take the place of the long-handed way that they used to do it. It's kind of like that, doing math on paper or using a calculator. And this experimentation stage really starts to take into the account of where they can begin using it in the business. Then, belief. So belief comes as the sixth, not seventh, stage of A.I., Belief is, yep, I get it, I'm on it, I'm using it. And now they're really saving themselves hours a month or a week by using all the tools they can get their hands on. So avoidance, skepticism, wonder, curiosity, experimentation, belief, and then what's the seventh and final stage of accepting AI? Evangelism almost everyone gets there. By the time they go through the process and they realize that they've got something amazing, people can't stop talking about it to people that they care about. It's kind of like CrossFit. You know, people that do CrossFit, you never have to ask them if they do CrossFit. They tell you about CrossFit. AI's kind of got that CrossFit thing going on. When someone's using AI, they will tell you about it. And if you start hearing that, That's when you know that you have to go through the seven stages of accepting AI. And these seven stages, I swear, they have happened to me over and over and over again. Almost everyone that I go through the exploration process with, they have the same experience. It's fun. And if you want to learn how to use AI better and save your business time and money, The AI Challenge Week inside the Idea Collective small business community starts tomorrow. Five days to save yourself time and money with AI. It's only for community members. Join now at patmillershow.com. How about we do the show you should know before we sign off for this week? The show you should know is powered by Podcast Town. Podcast Town helps busy small business owners grow their business through podcasting. They help you launch, grow, and maximize your podcast. Learn more at podcasttown.net. Our show you should know this week is the Raving Coaches podcast. It's a peer cast to help fellow coaches market better. On each episode, host Laura Holloman interviews successful coaches and experts about the business of coaching. They honestly reveal what works, what doesn't, and what is wrong with the coaching industry. Together, they do the ranting so your clients can do the raving about your coaching ability. Find the podcast and subscribe at patmillershow.com. Another show in the books. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week right here. Thanks for tuning in to America's Small Business Conversation. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show.
1: See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and
0: isolation for small business owners everywhere.
1: Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember...